Hello and welcome to episode 152 of Checkpoint Chats. My name is Alessandro Barbosa. I'm joined, as always, by Matthew Figuera. I need to think up new intros. <laughs> so do I. I feel like mine's getting stale. Uh, no, it's, it's, I mean, that is the intro. You go, hello, it's me. And I'm also joined by this other dude. <laughs> and I'm always like, uh, got something like, to say. <laughs> I, I feel very inadequate with our intros when I watch someone like um, Tim Geddes introing the game cast uh, on Kind of Funny because holy shit, he has what some does he do? intros. Oh, just uh, like the way he introduces everyone. Everyone's just got a thing. You know what I mean? Um, my God. Especially we, well, uh, Andy Cortez. He's got, it sounds like he's got head. like a fucking 300 word essay that introduces Yeah, it's, it's the... Latino heat, head clicking, clicking, clicking heads, ripping them to shreds, <laughs> something, something, natural raffle. It's amazing. <laughs> it's Cortez. so good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, that, that, but that, that whole show has a whole lot of like distinct intros. I mean, Greg mm. Miller, I, I only listen to the, like every now and then the game cast and then, you know, the, just the kind of funny show. And he, yeah, they've got a, a thing for everyone. It's like mm. the best. Forbes 30 under 30, second best baby blues, something, something. It was, it was really funny because I think, I mean, I, I don't listen to them as much as I used to. Um, Not because I think mm. they're crap. I just don't get don't the time drive to. As much. Yeah, exactly. I don't listen to as many podcasts as I used to because I'm not driving. Um, But they had uh, Phil Spencer on as a guest this week. Oh, yeah, so I saw that. I, That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, I tuned in and when they got to him, they were like, and Xbox is full Spence, and he was like, oh, I don't get a fancy intro. <laughs> like, it was very funny. Put them on the spot. Yeah. Yeah, I, they're, I they're, they're, a good, they're a good podcast. I mean, they're the one, I think I got you onto them, and you were like, shit, this, mm -hmm. this stuff is good. Some and good stuff. they were like a good inspiration my, for us. My, for this, yeah. My favorite was at the E3 we went to. You're like, oh, there's, there's Colin from Kind of Funny, or there's Greg, or there's Tim. And I was like, who are these people? <laughs> oh, yeah, you didn't, you didn't really know I them at the time. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know who these people are, but you're very excited. That's cool. And then like, <laughs> I remember, the following year, I was like, damn, I know these people now. I remember uh, running into Tim Geddes the day after. Yeah, it was, it was the E3 you and I were at where they, they had the amazing Sony conference um, where mm. they had like Death Stranding and God of War, but most importantly, the revival of Crash Bandicoot. And uh, I knew yes. that was like a, yeah, a he, big thing for Tim. So yeah. I got to run into him and we just had like a, a 30 second moment of like, holy fuck, Crash Bandicoot is back. Can you fucking believe <laughs> it? It was really fun. Um, My God. And, I, and then, I've got a photo with Greg Miller from actually from, is it Gamescom? Might be Gamescom or, or E3. I don't he's, know. He he's is really tall. so much yeah. taller than I. He's, he's like a whole head tall. taller than me. He's crazy. He's but, like, Really, really nice guy. I ended up running into him by chance um, as well when I was in San Francisco because um, I emailed them to ask if I could come visit their studio and they mm. very um, kindly declined. Uh, Greg uh, actually emailed me personally. He said, sorry, we're just not doing this right now, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it was really nice. But then um, they gave me recommendations for places to go eat in San Francisco. So one yeah. of the places I went to was the wing place that he used to talk about constantly uh, always, on the podcast. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's still open, but I went there, 
And as soon as I arrived there, he was there with some other YouTuber recording some other thing about eating wings, which was really funny. Am I weird? Um, also, that <laughs> place had amazing wings. Holy shit. Doesn't he have a photo of himself on that wall? As yeah, well? I saw that there. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's where they What's did their like, I'm just wedding shoot. Now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's called... <sighs> is it Wing Wings? But it uh, might be, I'm sure it's Wing Wings. I think, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it closed down, which is a real shame. Oh. That yeah, sucks. I went yeah. there once and it was proper fucking good wings, like really, really good. He likes um, his wings. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tell you something. Chicken wings in America are just like, there, there are certain things you eat there that are just like miles better than what you think is good here. Like, like we have decent wings. Like, mm. I don't know. I I like wings from like Arokamamas. I, I dig them. I like... um. I like KFC wings. They're pretty good. Um, dunked wings are the way. Dunked wings <laughs> life. But I have not you, had those for a long time, actually. I haven't either for a very long time, but I do like them. They they do bad things to my stomach. Like I just yeah. have to accept that's the that's the um payoff, the trade off. of equivalent equivalent exchange that I'm making. You know. <laughs> I get good. It's how the universe wings. balances things out, you it's know. Exactly that. Exactly. Gives that. You but a in the States, of... man. The wings there, they're huge, firstly. They're just big. And I don't know, the Korean wings that you get there, fucking... We need to stop talking about wings because now I'm craving like, I know. dunked wings so hard. <laughs> I, I would love to have wings, but now I've got... I mean, if you're only an audio listener, I've got these very attractive, very great braces on my teeth now. Nice. Um, second time in my life I've got them because the first time, apparently, they didn't do them correctly. So for eight months... It's just going to be a pain to eat certain things. Um, yeah. Certain things I is like, it, like peanut butter, which is a problem now. Oh, my God. Pe- listen, mm. braces or not, peanut butter is a problem to eat regardless. Exactly. <laughs> so you, so with braces, it's just not going to work. Oh, right. no. But, I, no. I mean, so you said the, the, they didn't do it properly the first time. How many years did you have them on for the first time? Only a year, um, which the orthodontist that I'm seeing now is a different one. Uh, he seemed to think that that was like way too short. Um, but I, okay, here's a horror story. So <gasps> the orthodontist I went to previously, I'm super not a fan. Um, so basically what happened was I had them on for about a year uh, when I was a teenager. And then, you know, as you as you do, you go in, they check, they're like, cool, we're taking it off. But this place was run like a production line. There was one doctor who owned it and there was like nine chairs there which all had nurses that actually did the the braces. He just came and like oversaw things. So obviously he didn't oversee things correctly with me. Shit. And halfway through taking off my braces, they realized that one of the front teeth was actually not moved as much as it needed to be. So now they're like halfway through taking this off and I can hear them debating with each other behind me like what to do. Um, oh, so God. instead of re-putting them on. They just took them off. No, yeah. So they took them off. And what they did, the nurse, she wrapped wire around the tooth and then forcibly tried to move it. <gasps> I have never, ever been in that much pain in my life. I, I genuinely recall gripping the chair with my hands. You know, like you know, like on movies where yeah, there's like... But- so they were but, literally, they wrapped wire around. They didn't tell me they were going to do this either. They wrapped wire around and then she was just pulling to try and forcibly move this tooth to close this gap. Um, but and obviously... That, that's not how 
teeth no, work. <laughs> it's not how teeth work. And it didn't work like that. So they, they must have, in the interim, got the gap small enough where they thought it was acceptable. Then they put yeah. like a a um one of those retainers that go behind your teeth yeah there to kind of keep it there but then within a month that retainer broke because the force of the tooth moving back to where it was was like too much so it's a real fuck up like a complete fuck up um good lord and hence why i have braces again because i had that gap and i just wanted to rectify it so yeah it yeah it's that is a a horrific story (laughs) let me let me tell you it's expensive as well i never realized how expensive braces were until i had to pay for them myself like and i I presume medical aid doesn't doesn't cover that because that's like a cosmetic no so so medical aid does cover it but like i'm on a medical aid where i have a limit to how much i can claim obviously oh yeah so i'm paying quite a bit myself but you know what? Yeah, you should pay the full value. Yeah, look, it's, yeah. if they do it right the first time, hopefully. <laughs> I you mean, know, ideally, that would be great. Same I, thing, yeah. yeah. I mean, my sister Wait. went to the same orthodontist when we were teenagers and her teeth came out fine. So I just got the short end of that stick. Um, you just got the wrong nurse on the wrong day where the doctor wasn't overseeing properly. Mm-hmm. Why would they try to pull your tooth? In my head, I'm like, there's a reason they don't do that. There's a reason braces exist and that you keep them in for like years at a time yeah because it's, it's slowly process. moving yeah you yeah. don't just do it in the ch- yeah my 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 mom was pretty livid uh after i came out and told her that that's what happened um as a parent would be, i assume <laughs> um but yeah i actually remember you said i actually forgot about this which shows how little it kind of like matters in the grand scheme of thing um mm. but that when you met lenska and by extension, when I met her a few months later, she had braces. I totally forgot yeah, about she, that. She and that was also her second time, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Um, yeah. mm, also, her, her and her mom both. I think it must be a genetic thing. They they also had like a gap between their two front teeth, and also I think she has a problem with her jaw. So it was just to uh, rectify that. Um, but yeah, yeah. When we started dating, she had them, and then yeah, she sleeps with a retainer. Uh, oh, they didn't we, put like a permanent one in. I, I think she's got both, if I'm not mistaken. But oh, she also okay. has to sleep with the retainer because mm. her teeth move. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, if she yeah. if she doesn't wear it one or two nights and she puts it in, she goes like, "Oh, it's a bit tight." Yeah, <laughs> like I need to no. be regular with this. I know exactly amazing, what that feels like. It's amazing you know? though that the teeth are so persistent. Like I will move. <laughs> yeah, I will get back. Well, it's like at the end of the day. um it's an unnatural thing what we're doing to our teeth. It's like yeah, we are moving them in a position they were not intended for. So yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, if you want perfect teeth, what you do is you go to a cosmetic one and they give you caps that go over your teeth. Um, really? So you don't, yeah, that's. That so I mean, weird. the perfect smiles that you see on like very famous people—that's not braces. That's caps uh, that go over their teeth they can then be sculpted to be look look how often do you have to replace those i wonder i don't know yeah i genuinely did consider that but then the then the medical aid straight up does not pay because they're like yeah that's like nah that's straight up cosmetic everyone because this is like wow sandy is so vain listen (laughs) i'm very i'm very self-conscious about my teeth this is the only yeah but i think i think it's like the one part of the body that arguably is seen most like it's yeah you see it yeah. in photos you see it when you talk to people like it's i think it's normal to be like hey i want to have a 
straight set of teeth or just better mm. looking teeth. So it just worry. it just used to bug me every time I saw a photo of myself. I was like, ooh, you know. So like, <laughs> I don't give a shit about Who's other people. Guy? I'm not going to judge everyone else's teeth. It's just a self-conscious <laughs> thing. So yeah. Can't believe that person's got such cute teeth. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Like I don't I don't give a fuck. Ugh. Like it, yeah. Even 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 you know, Shani was like, I really don't think you need braces. And I'm like, I probably don't, but like it's bugging me. Mm. So at the end of the day, if it's bugging me, it's never gonna stop bugging me. I mean, me. it's your teeth. You do Yeah. You. Yeah. So you know. Sure. Anyway, uh let's check my chat, talk about uh teeth moves and gaming. Ch- Moves. chicken wings braces and games sometimes <laughs> getting chicken wings stuck in your braces nice and the games around them <laughs> the games that you play while you try to pick them out with your tongue oh my god hey listen <laughs> when you have braces you have seconds for days because you, oh, you're always no, finding new food i can't <laughs> <laughs> i assume you've never had them then i've never had braces i've i've had the only relatable um, the only way I can relate to what you just said about having seconds for days is that I had my um, I've had my wisdoms out I don't know if it was a top two or the t- bottom two I can't think now it must have been mm. maybe the, it must have been the top two but there's like this weird part of my mouth now that feels like empty because it's not there anymore but food like when I had them first taken out food just collected there and I never realized and then I discovered I was like, oh, that's that's disgusting. Yep. <laughs> I need to pay extra attention when I when I brush there. Yeah, so, when yeah, I man. when I got my wisdoms out, it was the same thing. It's like, oh, there's this like space in. A- it's just yeah, I, it's like it almost feels. I don't know if it is. It, it can't be the tooth, right? But it feels like it's part of a it, tooth or something. It does. Yeah, it feels like there's like bone there almost, but it's yeah. like. It, it is space, definitely. Food yeah. just collects in. It's like, ugh. At least you didn't. <laughs> more horrifying stories but i won't spend a lot of time on it um when i got mine out i managed to get food into the open wound and then it healed over that and then two weeks later i had a very lovely uh saw there that had to be operated on so that was great you dentists just don't mix yeah Yeah. we're just not having great times yeah last horror story i'll say i had mine taken out in the chair Oh, fuck no. <laughs> you and Darren. Darren, I know, always says like, oh, it wasn't that bad. No, fuck you. It, it, it actually wasn't. Like legitimately, they numbed me. The The most horrifying part of that was hearing, hearing, not feeling, hearing mm. them like breaking my teeth. Because <laughs> mm, they have to break it. They can't just pull it out. I <laughs> feel a thing. No, it. man. <laughs> no. Let's talk you about know, games. Let's get off I'm this. having such a visceral <laughs> reaction and I've had like... I mean, when I had that operation on my eyes, they were literally scraping my fucking cornea ah, with the tool. That's even worse. But no, the wisdom sounds worse to me. Still, way worse <laughs> to me. Like, Shit. no, this is a this is a horror I intro. I think I think a- wisdoms is the only time I've gone under at like a hospital, actually. Um, and I I distinctly remember being like, oh, they're gonna give you gas and they're gonna ask you to count down. Fuck, I don't even think I made it to like. I was like five, four, just like I, completely dead. When I had when I had my tonsils out, I was very little and I had no idea what was going on. But I oh have God. a vivid, I have a vivid picture of lying down, like on the operating table, or whatever, knowing, put, then putting the mask on my face and then waking up however long later. Yeah, like being wheeled to my ward and sitting up and trying to call for my mom, but I couldn't because <laughs> I had just had my tonsils out. Oh <laughs> shit! So I was like, oh shit! Ah, why does this hurt? <laughs> 
It's like when you've lost your voice and you, your brain says, okay, I'm going to speak. And then you open your mouth and nothing happens. Nothing happens, like, yeah. Yeah. It's the worst. I don't think I've ever had my tonsils out, so I don't know how that feels like. But it doesn't sound like a great it's awful. time. Yeah. Did you get to eat lots though. of ice cream? Yeah. But it, I mean, I was so little, so I don't have... Uh, other than that, what I just shared, like I don't have any other horror mm. memories. I mean, that's not really a horror story. That's more... Uh, an unfortunate <laughs> but anesthesia is super disorientating like you yeah you wake up and you just like oh what the fuck is happening who am i what is going on what happened yeah. to my tonsils give them back <laughs> you <laughs> wake mine. up you don't have a liver you're like fuck no don't. not again <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. video games this is the longest preamble we've ever had this i think crazy. it's the hands down the longest um, what would so, you like to talk about first? Should so we, uh, I've been playing, well, all of this week I've been playing a game I cannot talk about yet. I've been playing Death's Door, which is, <gasps> by the time you're listening to this, will be out tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, the, let's see, 18, 19th, 20th. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been playing that. It's a, if you don't know what it is, it's, so if you watch the trailers, you might you might think like, oh, this is a Hades, this is a roguelite um it's not. It's huh. more a bastion. It's more a isometric 3D adventure game with distinct levels, distinct paths, uh, distinct bosses and upgrades. Um, so yeah, it's not a roguelite. You don't have to worry about that. It's also, it's made by the same devs who did Titan Souls, which was like a boss rush game. Um mm-hmm. But I would say, and I'm pretty sure I can say this, that it's nowhere near as difficult as that. Like, I'm finding this a fairly reasonable amount of challenging. It's not hard. It's not okay. like push over easy, but it's not hard at all, I don't think. That's I'm, cool. But it, I'm having a good time, but I'll talk about that more when Share I more thoughts. divulge. Um, it's beautiful. You should look at the trailers just based on the trailers. Really I've seen the trailer game. and I am very down for this game. You play as a crow. Day. It's quite cool. Kaka. It's a Kaka yeah. simulator. Really, Scra! Really cool. <laughs> yeah. Scra! Scra! Um, okay, so you can't talk about that, but no, what, what but, we can... <laughs> yeah, what we can talk about is um, I finished finally to your great relief. My God, um, after 4,000 years, the prophecy has come it true. It has felt, felt like that. I finished Final Fantasy VII Remake, so... We never talk about this game in this podcast. But I let never. Me tell I, think, you. I think this is the first time we've spoken about it. Um, Let me tell sure. you, we we if if you have not played Final Fantasy VII Remake, I know my brother is still playing it, um, but I don't know if he cares for spoilers. But if you haven't played to the end of Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, we are definitely going to talk about stuff that happens yeah. just before credits roll. So if you'd like to bow out for the next 15, 20 minutes, I mean, I'll, on YouTube, I'll, I'll put, there, I'll be put a- the exact timestamp in the description if you're yeah. worried about that. But yeah, we are going to talk about things that are um, stuff spoilers for sure yeah um on youtube you can just skip to the next section oh yeah <laughs> you, you, you put in the, the comments, segments so, yeah that's yeah. cool um so, yeah, look away this game fucking rocks man this it's game good, man now, this game is now good. you know now you know if, if wired was my game of the year last year look yeah i know i know hades was your game of the year and i don't think anything will change that but i think you can understand why i, I had a toss of like hmm Mm. I really liked mm. Hades, but Final Fantasy VII Remake just just spoke to me. I mean, even even yeah. more so because I mean I'm a big fan of the original, and seeing how they they just took that story and just made it real good. Well, 
not the story per se, but they just took that game and just made it real good. They dressed up that that Midgar section into a 30, 40 hour experience. Um, yeah. Mm. It's, with it's with really, far really more, far, no, not far more, far less padding than I was expecting, to be entirely honest. Because I recall you saying, especially near the like final third, you can feel like it's been stretched out. Mm. And I actually felt that more in the like middle section. But at the mm. same time, the stuff that you could consider padding is all optional side quests that you don't need to do. No. All the all the main main part stuff is fucking great. I think it's like mm. really, really top notch start to finish. A real a real difference from Final Fantasy fifteen where I felt the first half of that game was a lot stronger than the second half. Yeah. This this oh, one yeah, just keeps getting better as you go. Yeah. I mean, well, just for context, so I think Seven Remake has 18 chapters. Yeah. And I think in three of those chapters, you have the option of doing side quests. Mm -hmm. The rest is just straight up you playing through an epic story. Um, yeah. Very linear. And, um, I mean, it's yeah. not open world at all um, until you get to certain parts. Like the, the side quest parts is like you have a hub where you are kind it's, of running yeah, around. It's like semi, se I mean, yeah. it's like barely open world. To be and honest, then it seriously opens up at the end uh, where yeah. you're literally hopping between all the settlements you've been between. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I just think it's like really tuned uh, really well. It's They know what they're going for. They know what story they're trying to tell. And on top of it, they're telling a story that is surprising to people like you who are very familiar with the original source material. Like me, I'm coming from it from a perspective where I know bits and pieces of the original story, but I know mm. I played um, uh, Crisis Core to completion. So I know yeah. that part of the lore. Um, so there's like little bits which I can relate to, but I don't know the overall story and yet it's still new to me. But at the same time, mm. you you got to the end of the game and I'm sure that ending threw you for like a bit of a loop. Yeah, it was, it is actually interesting. So just to recap the ending, it's for, for oh, the most part, the luck. game, the game. <laughs> so if you've played the original, you'll know that the remake hits all the same beats, you know, all the while coloring in bits and pieces in between. Like there's a lot of, you know, context and more, more moments for other characters like JC and Biggs and Wedge and those people. Um, but what was really confusing throughout the game is that every time you're playing, these weird like ghosts or wraiths constantly pop up, mm. and you're going like, "Well, this isn't an original. Like, what the hell are they going for here? Like, what is the? I mean, even Sephiroth is just there, like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> like, yeah, he he's you, not really you, present. You, you don't the, yeah. you don't see Sephiroth until much well until like an hour or two out of Midgar in the original mm. game. That's so to have him yeah. to have him present, it's a bit like well okay they kind of have to have him in here but what are they going for so the way the game ends it basically says you know this is technically like a it's like a multi multiverse or multi-dimensional whatever you want to call it all you know multi multiple timelines you're just playing through a timeline but sephiroth knows that there are different timelines and the reason you're it getting does flashbacks, seem that way yeah. yeah yeah the reason you're getting flashbacks from you know, because there are flashbacks in the game, maybe you didn't pick up on them, but there are flashbacks in the game that allude to stuff that doesn't happen yet. Like mm. Cloud's getting these flashes of things that haven't happened. And it's especially implies, at like, the okay. end, it definitely when you're when you're fighting the literal embodiment of destiny and fate, yeah. which is 
some real fucking Kingdom Hearts bullshit. Um, <laughs> if I've so ever Kingdom seen Heart. anything. Um, it really is. It, it It's the most... I was just like, what? We are fighting a big monster that is meant to represent destiny. Um, it's, yeah. It's stupidly meta. Uh, I also didn't yeah. notice until I read up on, about it, but um, the three... The three like sort of caricatures of it that you're fighting. One mm-hmm. has a sword, one has a gun, and one fights with the fists. And I was like, Oh, I didn't pick up on that either. Yeah. Hmm. And I was just like, Interesting. Someone, someone wrote that, like, maybe you're fighting versions of Cloud, Barrett, and Tifa from another timeline. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> So, look, when, when you say it like that, it sounds dumb. Okay. We get it. It, it, it sounds does. Like it's, it's it does. Crazy. I get it. Okay. <clears throat> but for, for someone like me, coming in you, you kind of know you know playing the game oh this is going to happen oh i'm going to go to the honeybee inn oh this is going to happen but the way the game ends it basically says like okay sephiroth knows what's going on there's different timelines your characters are kind of aware of it now um they're going to defeat fate and they're going to write their own story basically mm. you know to stop sephiroth from winning. it seems like the other person aware of it is Aerith. to be yes, honest she, she, she seems she aware knows. of it yeah yeah so the reason that's both terrifying and exciting is because it means that we probably will hit very like iconic beats that we've seen in the original game but for all intents and purposes the second part of this game and beyond is like a blank slate like they don't have to at all follow so I, i mentioned the the rates earlier the reason they keep popping up is because anytime the story is about to stray from like the source material inverted commas. Mm. Those rates pop up to be like, no, no, we're going to steer you on the path back to like how the story should play out. Those dudes are dead now. Super um, meta. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, so a good example is right at the beginning, you meet uh, Aerith, like in Midgar, which happens in the original, but you, you have like one line of dialogue with her. She's just a random person. In mm. this one, her and Cloud have like a whole conversation. It seems like they're about to like walk off together and the, the ghosts pull her apart, you know, to stop that from happening. And it mm. happens constantly throughout the game. Yeah. And before you get the, to the, the end, big, like... I think the biggest one was Sephiroth killing Barrett. Killing like, Barrett, yeah. Ah, that doesn't happen yeah, that, originally. That was a complete, like, what the hell? And then he, he's just fine. Yeah, they're they, like, they, no. bring it, they bring it back. They're like, <laughs> nope, this is not meant to happen. Um... Yeah, but like you said, now those those rates are gone. So yeah, and he, I mean, even at the end, it literally says the unknown journey continues, and it's like, okay, they fucking oh, know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. think the biggest the biggest thing that was like both confusing and incredibly exciting to me was um, Zach Fair. Okay, so A firstly, Zach. <laughs> Zach Fair is from Crisis Core. I did not know up until fairly recently, that he was actually in the original Seven. I thought he was just alluded to in mm-hmm. Seven. I didn't realize there's actual parts where you there, play. There are actual. Like uh, you actually you, see him die. Yes. Yeah, there, so there, there's one specific scene in particular that a lot of people will miss actually. Um, it's a proper flashback scene where you see him with Cloud on the back of the truck, like on the way to Midgar. Um, and you can easily miss that. Mm. Um, but through the original you do so cloud retells the story of you know i mean you'll know because you've played crisis core of how they went back to nibelheim and he was with his mom and with zach or whatever although it's from zach's perspective um cloud retells the story and only late in the game like oh you know this is actually the story of zach and cloud is that when cloud has finally realized he was like embodying zach 
yes, in his yeah, psyche. So yeah. there's there's this moment that happens. Um, so at the end of Final Fantasy VII Remake, you you see Zack. Hmm. Um, you see a shot for shot remake of the ending of Crisis Call, by the way. Yeah, really, which is really just well done. Yeah. You and so spoiler alert at the end of crisis call zach dies he protects mm. he gives up his li- life to protect cloud and then cloud having induced being subject to mako poisoning has like severe amnesia picks up the sword makes his way to midgar hello you know cue the intro of final fantasy 7 yeah um, he he basically he has like a psychic br- uh, a psyche break and he, yeah he takes on the persona of zach without really taking the name um, yeah, like Cloud was so, never soldier first class. Zach was no, for instance. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of Final Fantasy VII remake, you see this whole thing of you know like oh they're showing the part where Zach protects Cloud, blah blah blah. Except in this timeline or universe or whatever you want to call it, Zach survives and him and Cloud start walking toward Midgar, and you're like, okay, fucking crazy. Yeah. What are they doing here? <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it was interesting because during that whole sequence, you can see the wraiths in the background, like circling Midgar. So it's clearly mm. you're busy fighting destiny, so to speak, yeah. while this is happening in another timeline. And there was a, there was another hint that it was a completely separate timeline that I missed. Um, but there's a like a a wrapper for like a snack or whatever that blows mm. past Zach, uh, and it like for, pauses um, on the camera. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, so do you remember? So it's that the alludes dog. to yeah, yeah. What's his name? I can't remember his name. But in in the remake, the the one chapters you following these posters, you know, to get mm. into one of the reactors, and you, I mean, they make a point of showing you this poster throughout that chapter. And then it's obviously like a dog at the end with an you, army hat. Essentially, yeah, yeah. Then at the end, when you see the poster blow posh, like oh, it's obviously the same idea but it's a different dog it's a different so, type of dog yeah yeah so, so it's, it's like a very clear, clear indicator hey. like this is a parallel universe type of thing mm. but then when when cloud and Aerith and you know barrett and tifa all leaving midgard at the end of remake um zach in that other timeline is walking towards midgard towards cloud, it, yeah and it's very clear that Aerith can sense him um, yes so I don't know, man. I don't know if this means they're going to somehow merge these two timelines or just play with like multiverse shenanigans going forward. Mm. Like, I, I can't believe that they wouldn't have a section where you don't play as Zach at this point. Yeah, especially if they've made a point that. of like he's alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but um, as as a as a long time fan, that's why it's it's very exciting but also equally terrifying because it's a thing of i kind of want them to not like don't fuck up the source material but also mm. do something different which they're mm. clearly doing so i'm like i don't know how you're going to balance it <laughs> but i'm here like, for it yeah like I, I i get the perspective like especially for someone like you who reveres the original so much like please don't mess with the original this is a remake you know but at the same time, I think if you're going to do a remake, especially on this scale, essentially what's going to be... I mean, they haven't said it's going to be three games, but at this point, I assume it will be uh, three. I, yeah. I think it's three. And like, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if for some reason it becomes four. Like in my yeah. head, I just... I don't know. Just, I, I definitely don't think it's just going to be two. Like No, I, I no, no. Two is way too It's little, way too small. Yeah. Um, but like, if you're going to be doing this, I think 
having fun with the source material for a game that is like over what 20 years old now i think that's totally fine and i think it's very yeah. fun because um well i do i do think that if you had no idea if you had no context for either crisis core or oh, seven yeah, you, the ending would be so confusing you you have to go read up to understand yeah. what the they're like, going on who's this dude with black hair that's got cloud sword <laughs> why the fuck are they fighting these ghost things what does any of this mean? Like, it's such a bizarre ending to a game mm. that is fairly yeah. straightforward up until that point. Um, yeah. Well, I guess you yeah. can you can see now why the ending was very controversial because mm. some long-time fans were either like, oh my God, don't change it, or going, like scratching the head going like, what are they going to do? Or mm. newcomers are like, that game was great. What the hell just happened? Yeah, what <laughs> was that ending? What what's a strange going on? ending. Yeah. So I, I think that the, I really do think that the next few games, um, that, that will definitely hit the the key beats. Like maybe mm. the journey will be different, but I, I firmly believe that there will be, you know, these highlight moments that happen in the original but just they'll still happen to some degree, but getting there will just be different. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I still believe that Aerith will die. I was um, literally about to ask you that. I'm like, do they yeah, still kill Aerith? I, I do think that it's it's such an iconic moment from the original. Yeah. And I do think like, yeah, it's exciting to imagine that, you know, she doesn't have to die now because they're mm. obviously rewriting history or the future or however you want to put it. But I do still think that some events or some there'll be some reason that it still happens. Um, I don't yeah, think I, they'll take that I agree away. with you. It's it's like, I mean, her dying is one of the most iconic moments in all of gaming. Um, not because of like, you know, her death is significant. It's just like incredibly shocking. And it, sad was, it was shocking. Yeah. yeah. That sort of thing does, didn't It happen. comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like a core party member up until that mm. point. So, yeah. Um, yeah, she's I, also incredibly nice. <laughs> yeah, she's sad. she's lovely. Yeah, um, so I tend to agree with you. I think you know that's something. They might, what I think they will do, because part of that moment being so memorable is because, like you said, right now it is shocking. So I reckon they change where it happens. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll happen. It's, it's not going to happen where. where you expect it to. So it's going to. I mean, when Sephiroth stabbed Barrett, I was like. Whoa! What the? Like, what? what is going on? Yeah, like I don't recall this happening at all. And for a moment, I was like, "Oh God, okay they they're going to kill." They're going with it, yeah. Yeah, they're going to kill Barrett instead of Aerith uh, in the in this thing. But so yeah, I, I think the fact that you, as someone versed with the source material, can still be excited about the twists and turns is is amazing. I think they're doing the yeah. correct thing with the remake. Then. Mm-hmm. Um, but being very careful about it, in in my view, um, yeah, you know they oh, yeah. are they are taking care with the moments that people will want to recognize and tweaking things that might be fun to mm, tweak, you know. Exactly. So now, but now that the scary thing over and above that is that Midgar is very much the the first part of the original game, which was also just straight up linear. But the moment you get out of Midgar, that's like the inverted commas open world stuff where you've got an overworld map and everything. That's where the second game takes place. And I'm like, how mm. are they going to do that? Like, how open world is this going to be? Or are they going to keep, you know, keep it in the same sort of degree of it's chapter by chapter, very linear. You're going from place to place, which at the end of the day, the original games are still linear. Like, they're just mm. dressed up differently. Um, but I'm excited to see now you're out of Midgar. Like, how do you handle the open world stuff 
Do you um, do you how, come back to Midgar in the original? You can. You don't have. Okay. It's not. It's not story critical, but you can come back to it. So yeah, even it, that. Like, do you, do you get to go back to Midgar just to visit? It, the it definitely you've been feels to? like the the ending to this sets up like stuff in Midgar is not finished. Like yeah, you've got President. Well, you've got a President Shinra's son taking over. You still got Hojo and um, Heidinger like still doing their thing. So mm. I mean, you see that this is where my knowledge of the original like kind of ends. Like. Mm. In the original, is Shinra still a threat after you leave Midgar, or has it moved oh, on yeah, to they, this is no, a planet? They, no, Shinra is like a constant threat throughout the game. Because remember, in the original, you didn't know about Sephiroth, Sephiroth until later. Like, you really don't. But Sephiroth's for, for, his own kind of thing. He doesn't give a fuck about Shinra, really. No, no, he's just there. So in the original, mm. like, you leave Midgar, you go to a town, and that's where Cloud... So in the original, the same thing happens where you see um, the president's been murdered, right? He's got the Sephiroth sword through his back, whatever. And in the original, people are like, that sword belongs to Sephiroth. And you're mm. like, who the, who the fuck is this guy? I've never heard of this character in my life, <laughs> you know? And then the first time you get into outside of Medgar, that's where Cloud's like, okay, I'm going to tell you guys about Sephiroth. And that's where uh, he okay. tells, you know insert crisis core of like this is what happened in my uh, hometown okay got you Sephiroth was this, like, remembers yeah yeah Sephiroth was this really really like incredible soldier who did incredible things who like went crazy basically and yeah. that's that's who, like oh this is who Sephiroth is but you know we need to kind of figure out what he's up to but also Shinra is still around doing Shinra things so you'll you don't worry you'll definitely see Hojo and Hardigan and all these other people. And like you have like Scarlet who I want to know more yeah. about. Like like mm. they have a moment there where um she's experimenting with materia and shit definitely goes wrong and she just like leaves the room while people die in there mm. and you'd never know what that is about. Like, yeah. There's no indication there, of what there the are such good moments from the original that I cannot wait for you. Like, well, for both of us to like because I don't know what they're gonna do, but I know like I firmly believe there will be those those landmark moments that will feature in some way, and then I mean we've got all these other characters to look forward to. Like oh, you've, Red you've, Man, you've had a, a taste of Red, like Red. Oh. So in in the original, all the characters have you know the, the game sort of touches on their backstory or whatever, and to some degree, like Red still has one of the when you go to his town, uh, Cosmo Canyon. That is one of my favorites. Like just gaming stories ever like what happened to him why why he is who he is um I what happened to his family him. i so good i think i think the uh the voice actor for him is absolutely perfect, perfect. Yeah. um spot on i looked up the voice actor and he was in another game and that we couldn't believe and i've forgotten it now anyway i oh, know <laughs> um i remember telling you and you're like wow he has so much range um yeah i've forgotten now uh, but yeah, just like spots on voice acting, just such a good, I mean, he, he comes in, in like the second last or third last chapter of the game. And by the end mm. of the game, like he feels like he's been there the entire time. It's just mm. his characterization. He's got a good, really, so really good. good presence. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good. Um, and also just very <laughs> immediately like playful within the, the party, like ribbing yeah. on on barrett and <laughs> and shit like that like hitting barrett with his fire tail and crap oh, it's just very funny it's I good think it's very good this game is is real good like i i don't know if the second or third or whatever ones will hold up or how mm. they'll play out but i'm 
just a high bar so to meet. glad um yeah it is but i'm so glad we got this part of the remake it, mm. it's just like I, i'll definitely re- replay it in however many years because shit it's just great <laughs> i think i think what you said rings true now um the the introduction to that game the first hour hour and a half is so high quality that you're just mm-hmm. like how the fuck is this maintained through the whole game there's no way and it, it genuinely yeah. is. and it is like, like it, it's, it's that's what blew blew me away because that demo it really was a concern of like cool this is really amazing holy shit i can't believe this one boss fight has so many camera angles and it's mm. so cinematic and there's no the, ways they can carry this for 30 the, hours. The, the, de- the demo felt like, you know, like when you, you see those trailers of fan remakes for games and you see the first like yeah. 30 minutes, you're like, damn, that's amazing. But then the game never comes out because like so much effort has gone into that half an hour that there's no way you can keep that over like 20 hours. Mm. But like that's essentially what remake is. It is that, you know, stretched over 30 30 hours or my playthrough ended up being about 35 um yeah which is very funny considering i got to chapter nine in like nine hours you flew yeah yeah and then it suddenly it suddenly becomes not bogged down but like it slows down um yeah in terms of chapter count uh yeah was was uh corneo in the original one don corneo fuck Mm -hmm. just such a bizarre character honestly the the like remember this this game very much like it meets all those those key moments just with mm. a lot of filler stuff in between. Um, so that whole honey uh, look, there's no no dancing section in the original Damn. in the honeybee in. But that whole the whole um, you know mission of you need to get a dress to get into Corneo's mansion to find out what's going on. You know, to him putting you into the basement, like all of that happens in the original. It's just, just like much more condensed because so well. I, I actually remember <laughs> playing in the original. I, I distinctly remember when you meet Aerith, you're in like a scrapyard trying to get back to Sector 7. And I mm. remember in the original, you know, the, the backgrounds in the original, those painted, the painted backgrounds, yeah. which still look beautiful. Um, but I remember seeing the like robot arms that you walk across. And I'm like, yes. oh my God, that's even like represented here. It's so, mm. it's so good. I, I'd be curious because like, I think the original, despite its looks, still very much holds up as a JRPG. Mm. I think it's very too, fun yeah. to play. It's I'd very be hard, to know if, if I recall. Like, it's a really hard it's, game. It, no, it's not too... Like, if you understand the game, it's not too bad. Like, if you know what material to use, you know, how, how to build up your party. I'd be curious to know what someone like you or anyone else who's played Remake thinks now, going back to the original. If you were to play it, to go like, I, I can't wait. I need to know what happens in the story. I'm you genuinely play, go, tempted, Damn. to be honest. <laughs> like, genuinely tempted because you, you could just do the midgar section it'll take you like eight to ten hours you go like oh mm. damn they really did hit all the key beats you know yeah it's a good time i i, I love this game and i think it's it's fantastic yeah i'll tell you we're not going to talk about it for a long time but i'm currently busy <laughs> I, with the dlc so yeah i, I, I do <laughs> you see i want to play the, the dlc now um i don't know if i'll do a platinum run because like like I it's, do want to do it. It's a time investment. Yeah, it's a big time investment. Like maybe when I have nothing else to play. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So yeah, that's a uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. I'm so glad you finished it. Finally, <laughs> I had to hold out for a year and telling you that. Oh hey, you see Zach. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of knew we you saw him because I think it was in one of the trailers 
you see like a shot of like like Midgar in the distance and you just see the boots and I was like, mm. oh, that's Zach. That's but yeah. I was under the assumption that it was like whatever, we're just gonna it's see like a, a, flashback a, a very, something. a very high production death scene essentially again. For him mm. to be alive, I was like, oh God. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy. They they would be silly not to put parts of Crisis Core into this. Like you don't need to remake the whole of Crisis Core. The whole of Crisis Core is a lot of fucking filler. Like it really mm. is. Um, but you could definitely put in like the last few moments of Crisis Core as a mm. playable flashback chapter in yeah, the like just part. a chapter. Mm, no, I agree. And that would I be mean, dope. you've got you've got the combat. You could literally one for one copy Cloud's combat. Yeah, because put it it's put Zach in a chapter. Yeah, yeah. So mm. you'll see. They could. Mm. You never mm. know. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, God, I, my my heart is not ready for if they merge these two timelines and like Aerith and Zach get to meet each other again. I can't. I can't. And then they both die. I can't. No. <laughs> can't oh, deal with this. They're so beautiful together. I love them so much. They're good. Yeah. They're good. Oh, uh, okay. What else have you been playing this week? So let's we we spent a lot of time on that. Let me briefly touch on. Um, Monster Hunter stories. So I've Monsty been playing Monster. I've been hunting some monsters. Um, so I'm about eight to nine hours in now. And let me tell you. So remember when I spoke about this last week, I'd literally watched the opening cinematic, right? And I, I still told you, like, it's a different setting and different mantra here because these people ride the monsters and they seem, they seem to be upset about, you know, these other hunters coming to to attack their their guardian of the island. You know, the Rathalos, whatever. I was like, maybe, maybe you don't kill monsters in this game. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I expected. You, you kill monsters in this game, and then some. Okay. <laughs> do you make so, do you make gear out of their skin again? You, you definitely do. So oh, this game, for all intents and purposes, done. is is like a baby, the baby of you know monster hunt in terms of the lore and the monsters and a franchise like Pokemon. Um, oh, okay. Because you, you essentially you hatch monsters and you ride them and use them in battle um and except the difference here is like in pokemon you have a monster out at a time you are fighting alongside your monster and you get to you know ride them to do special moves um but the reason i laugh though is because last week i was like oh maybe they don't kill monsters in this game it very much follows that same monster hunter formula of okay you've seen this monster you you kill them you hunt them you get their parts, you can turn them into a weapon or armor, like straight nice. up. But even worse than that is that you can enter monster dens and steal their eggs <gasps> to hatch, you know, to have your own monster. So not only are you, <laughs> are you murdering these poor monsters, you're stealing their, their babies as well. And that is the, yeah, this your, is your face is... <laughs> this is horrible. Maybe it's, it's straight up like... They make yeah, it all cute look, in anime because they don't want to show you what a monster you are. It's exactly you are the true monster in this Holy monster. Holy shit! The, the story is that you are a monster. Okay. <laughs> My no, God. but listen, it's 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 essentially. I mean, we all know this, but it's a JRPG spin on the Monster Hunter formula, and I'm still early days. I don't think the story is anything to write home about. Like same same problem Monster Hunter Rise had. It's very much a dressing and an excuse for you to just go into the world and just hunt stuff, you know. Um, it's turn-based and it's good fun. I'm enjoying it. 
Is um, it you? Uh, you made the comparison to Pokemon. Is it, are, are the is the combat similar to like a Pokemon? So do you have like two monsters out at a time or something like no, that? No, no. So you so if you've seen footage, you often have you, there's someone with you with their monster. It's usually like an AI controlled person. It's another okay. rider and their monster. Um, you don't get to control them, so, and I don't know how long they stick around for. I assume they keep them in now the early stages as like padding because they offer healing and they support you, whatever. Um, but yeah, even, even your monster, you, you can issue commands, but you don't have to, you could just straight up control your character and the monster does their own thing. Oh, so you as a rider have ability. Oh, duh. You're like a monster hunter. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of it as like a trainer and a monster dynamics. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. You, so you, you do actually fight and you, I mean, so the entire weapon suite from monster hunter isn't there. Like so I think the main game has like 13 or 14 weapon types. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, unless they're planning on introducing them later, I don't think so. But this game has, I think, six weapon types. Like you have, you know, you've got your, um, you've got a, bow, a light bow and arrow. Uh, you've got like the the hunting horn. You've got the hammer. There's, there's you know, a few iconic weapon types in this game, but not all of them. Um, and they, they all have their, you know, it, it's very, it's funny how it follows the same sort of ideas of Monster Hunter, but it dresses it up as a turn-based JRPG. So in the original Monster Hunter, you know that if um, you want to, you know, stun a monster, you should take a hammer and hit them in the head, for example. In this game, it's the same thing of like, you you can switch weapons during combat to benefit you in certain ways. So like if you're targeting the head, you should have your hammer out. If you're targeting the tail, you should have a sword out. Um, so it's it's funny because it just really has the same DNA, but it's a different kind of game completely. Um, Interesting. Yeah, but it, it, I'm still early days and I am enjoying it. I'm I'm just grinding up, getting getting some eggs, you know, just trading Fucks. up some monsters. As, as one does. As one, as does. one just, does. Just, just, uh, just, you know, partaking in some monster genocide. No, casual. casual. Yeah. I did it's laugh just a Saturday because I was like, I was like, as if killing them wasn't enough, you're going to go steal their eggs. My goodness. <laughs> and then raise their children and be like, your parents And then raise their evil. children to hunt their parents. I mean, Fuck. like, what is this guy? That's actually, that is so much worse than like, oh, you are hunting the monsters and making weapons out of their body parts to hunt more of them. It's like, nah, I'm going to weaponize their, their children, their lineage exactly. against them. <laughs> oh my God. But let Monster me tell you, hunter. it is, Capcom, it is good fun though. You fucked up. <laughs> you, you're real fucked up, Capcom. Yeah, My look, it, it, Who good thing you? it's a game. Because if this happened in IRL, there'd be some some serious <laughs> problems. <laughs> I mean, it's just like Pokemon. It's like Pokemon is like cute dog fighting at the end of the day. Hey, exactly. Yeah, Pokemon's this like child friendly game. But if you look at it through through the lens, like damn, this is some real weird shit happening right now. What do the Pokemon get? Nothing. Yeah. You just you just they live no, in a ball. you you're putting them in a ball, is, and 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 there's propaganda that tells you it's a paradise in the ball. Do you know that? No, no one fucking know knows. No. Yeah, might yeah. be a prison in there. They might get put in the ball and put up in chains and fed scraps of bread. You don't know that. Just to survive. Have and you been in a poker ball? To, no, no, never. Exactly. Um, but I am looking forward to you know spending more time in this world. Not not necessarily for the story because I don't know. It's it's just. It's yeah, the, the whole monster hunter law is never really. I mean, it's, granted, I've only played, I've only really dug into Rise mostly, but the the whole law surrounding it doesn't really hook me in a way. Like, no. I I watched that um, 
the trailer for the animated movie for Monster Hunter coming to Netflix. And it's the same thing. I'm like, yeah, the fights look cool, but like I could not care about the mm. overall, you know, lineage of of the monsters or the Monster Hunter. And it seems yeah. like people who play these games religiously are more about like, oh damn, they've got this monster from this game in here. Not like mm. what the the story implications of this monster. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. I mean, this one, I'm more more playing of like, oh, like I wonder. If I'll ever, if I wonder if this game has a Zenoga, for example, because that is one of my favorite monster fights in Rise. A what? Sorry. A Zenoga. A Zenoga. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, does this game have a Zenoga? And more importantly, can I find an egg and use it, you know, to, as, as a party member? <laughs> can I weaponize its children? <laughs> can I weaponize it? That, that's what's happening right now. Um, just, so early I days. I mean, your priorities are spend. straight. It's, it's good, you know. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to spend more time with that. Um, cool. But I'll obviously touch on that again. It, it looks it looks beyond. quite pretty as well. Does it? Does it? Um... It's look. It runs fine on the Switch. Um, but there are certain parts where it, the frame rate like dips horrendously. Um, and I think because this game wasn't made exclusively for the Switch. I mean, it, you can play it on. It's PC. on PC. Yeah. Yeah. So look, it for all intents and purposes, it runs on Switch, and I haven't had any glaring issues. Um, but yeah, it, it does have moments where, like, there's one village hub in particular where I just think there's a lot going on. And if mm. you swivel that camera, there's oh, just like insane frame dip, and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> that's not cool. Yeah, but otherwise, it it runs fine. Like, it's there's no issue at all. Um, okay. So yeah. Cool. Yeah, um, it's Monster Hunter. Should we Monster move Hunter on to game releases? Yes, let's do it. Can you believe um, we are looking at games within the 20s of July already? Absolute cannot, madness. Can't so we believe. are looking at games from today, July 17th, all the way up until July 23rd. Quite a few biggins, I'd say, this week, especially if you have been paying attention to... July big hitters in the indie scene um so firstly we've got fallen knight coming to pc ps4 xbox one and switch Mm -hmm. um the game i'm most excited about this week purely because i haven't touched it yet uh chris tales which which is a sort of like jrpg-ish vibe but it's um if i'm not mistaken it's made by filipino studio um, it's mm-hmm. got a gorgeous art style. Like it's very pretty. W- yeah, one of the most incredible art styles I've seen in a very long time. Um, and that's mostly why I want to play this game. It just looks also mm. like a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, that's out on basically everything: PC, PS, PlayStation's, Xboxes, Switch, and even Stadia. all the little things. Yeah. No. So that's our July twentieth. Also on July twentieth, Death Store, which I've uh, briefly. It's a little about. little game you playing. Yeah, that's only on PC and uh, your Xbox consoles. I did not know that. Um, oh, not even PlayStation. Do you think it would run on Switch? Uh, yeah, definitely. I definitely think it will run on Switch. Um, I assume this is some exclusive deal, so I wonder yeah. if this actually means it's on Game Pass. Don't I know. Don't know. Hmm. Um, The Witcher Monster Slayer, which is CD Projekt's, Red, CD Projekt Red's take on Pokemon Go. Um, <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, gotta hunt them all. So <laughs> the Witcher, <laughs> good lord. 
Uh, that's out on iOS and Android officially July 21st. Also July 21st, uh, we've got Pokemon Unite. So this is weird because when I first saw this game, I was like, oh, okay, it's a MOBA, but Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But then I saw the trailer this week, oh, the launch yeah. trailer. And I was like, wait, this is a MOBA, but also basketball because the Pokemon were grabbing balls uh, and having yeah, to score. To try. Yeah. I'm super confused what this game is now. Like, I have no uh, idea what, what it's Why about. does this say July 21st slash September? Oh, okay. So <laughs> July 21st is the Switch release date. September uh, will be coming to rest. Android and iOS. Okay. Yeah. So There are too many games. I can't. Yeah. Like, Pokemon, I'd like to try this, but good Lord, where where's the time? You should, you should stream it instead of Dota. Get Cello to play Pokemon <laughs> Mobile. Pokemon. Who would he main? Pikachu. Uh, it is free to life. play as well, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, then on July 22nd, we got Urban Trial Tricky, PC, Xbox One, and PS4. And then on July 23rd, Orcs Must Die 3. So this was previously exclusive to Google Stadia when Stadia launched. Right. Um, but now it's coming to basically everything. PC, all the Playstations, the Xboxes, the works. Which is cool. Orcs Must mm. Die is one of those franchises I've always heard of like and known of on the periphery but never like dived into. Seems like it's yeah. a mix of like third-person action and tower defense, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. It's cool that if you if you loved the series and were like bummed that it was exclusive to Stadia, you can now you can play it now. Yeah, play it now. Yeah, and we still got bangers uh, for the rest of July. We've got um, the sequel to The World Ends with You. We've got Lord. Flight Sim on Xbox. We've got. I'm curious to see how this runs. Yeah, because apparently I think runs. there's an update on PC recently, which like stupidly like optimize the game in a stupidly good way like it's yeah runs a lot better now the which game I imagine was is, the game was always um cpu limited like heavily yeah. cpu limited so it seems like they did a lot of work there which mm. i'm sure they had to do for the consoles for because, the consoles yeah yeah so yeah the yeah. the ascent is also coming out that like twin stick shooter uh, yeah. that's on game pass i'm very keen for mm-hmm. that so yeah big games there's lots Big games uh, coming Oof, in the out next month. Look at this. Ah, mm. mm. uh, yeah. I, can you know, I, I've seen sprint. very f- little gameplay of that game. Me too. Um, <laughs> I really hope it's good. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, I'm like excited for it. But you know, I see that it's firstly it's a, only a forty dollar game, so it's going to be a lot smaller mm. in scope than I think people expect, and also just like, yeah, I haven't seen much of it, which is kind of strange. No. Um, I I just I just yeah. have my fingers crossed. I'm like, it's okay. It can be short. It doesn't have to be long. But yeah, no, just be I, good. It can be short. I don't care about be that. Be good. But like, please yeah. be good. Yeah, I'm. I'm please. Very... Yeah, there's actually quite a bit in in August as well. I mean, we've got that. We've got um that that aliens Left for Dead thing. Uh, we've got Psychonauts two. No more Ghost heroes of three. <laughs> like crazy. Ghost of Tsushima director's cuts. Re- Oh, got the game of the year, Kiwi. Spelled K-E-Y-W-Kiwi. But you play as an actual Kiwi bird, which I think is super funny. My God. And then we've got Deathloop. And then (gasps) Back for Blood. Oh, my my God. God. And now we're in 2022. How did this happen? happen? (laughs) Let Uh, us get news. Gaming news. 
all yeah, what a week. of this week's gaming news. A week news. of new platforms and many delays. Um, new platforms, well, a surprise new platform in the form of, well, not not a new platform, but so much as a a portable steam machine. Who mm. knew? Mm. This is a completely, I don't know, I don't know if there were any rumors about this because in my head, I did not expect this at all. I, th- I think um, the only thing that was, uh, I recall earlier this year, Gabe Newell, who is now, I guess, just living permanently in where, New Zealand or Australia, where he was in one of those Australasian com- countries um, <laughs> when COVID hit and he's just kind of like chilled there since. Um, but I recall there was a, he was at a school or a university giving an mm-hmm. interview um, and he said that the future of Steam is coming later this year and it will surprise people. And that's what he said. Uh, maybe this is what he was referring to. Then. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, I assume this is what he was referring to. So, if you haven't seen the announcement, it's basically a Switch-ish type of device called the Steam Deck. Um, but I guess the biggest difference is that it is a PC. So it ships with SteamOS, which runs on a flavor of Linux. Um, but Valve says you can uninstall that and just install straight up Windows on this thing and do whatever mm-hmm. the fuck you want. It is an open platform, which makes it a very different beast to the Nintendo Switch because yeah. you could potentially do things on this hardware that, um, you know, games don't necessarily... Games can't be optimized for the Steam Deck because the Steam Deck is just hardware. It doesn't mm. know what operating system or software is running on it, you know, yeah. if that makes sense. Uh, but in terms of specs, it's fairly similar to the Switch. It's got a... um. A seven-inch screen, which is the same as the Switch OLED model, although the mm-hmm. resolution is slightly different. It's a sixteen by ten aspect ratio, so just slightly taller. Mm. Um, it is an LCD screen, so not OLED. So, <laughs> uh, Take that. it's got two thumbsticks, very high up the device, and they're symmetrical, they which I don't like. Incredibly high. And, yeah, they're very high, and then the D-pad's like next to it on the left, which is listen. The, the the layout of this thing looks like it was made just to accommodate the two touch pads that are below at the bottom the two yeah. thumbsticks which are apparently an iteration of the tech found on the steam controller mm. um and i get why they have to put this in some pc games are better played with a mouse like if you're playing mm. anno or civilization or you know something yeah. of that ilk um but it does make the the actual controller layout look weird. Like the the four face buttons look so cramped um, on the side. They, they really do on the side, yeah. Yeah, it, it looks know. like uh, the the B button is like bleeding off the edge of the damn thing. <laughs> like it is, it's falling off. Um, but I, I I I think I've seen the back. It looks like it. I think it will be comfortable to hold regardless because like mm. the back looks almost sculpted. But just at first glance, it's it's weird. Like those buttons are super hard. I'm like, I've got big hands, so I I don't see an issue. But if you've got teeny hands, like, is it yeah. going to be comfortable to hold it, hold them so high up? I, I mean, I, I don't know. But I, I agree with you with regarding the back. The the back looks. I mean, the switch is flat, and that's why it's mm. so uncomfortable sometimes. But the back is sculpted. It's also got way more buttons. It's got like the yeah. there's like shoulder buttons like you see on like the Xbox Elite controller, stuff like that. Mm. Also, the triggers are analog, they're not digital. So that's mm. 
really cool. Um, yeah. Having them as analog means that, you know, games that make use of half presses and whatever can use that functionality. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, the, the hardware itself looks solid. Um, it is Valve hardware. They've been trying to get in the hardware game for ages now. And mm. I feel like, you know, the Steam controller missed, Steam machines missed. But the yeah. their VR stuff has been fucking great. Um, very mm. expensive, but very good. Um, so I mean, this looks good. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I, I I just hope people temper their expectations of what this thing can mm. kind of do. So it's running off an AMD GPU and CPU or APU combination, and thankfully it's using RDNA two. So that's the latest um graphics architecture from AMD that's actually present in the xbox series x and ps5 so that's that's positive it's got modern guts in there um yeah so that's cool but like will this run you know like in the video they say you can dock this there is there is a dock that you can buy i don't think Mm. it actually comes included Uh, you can think it does yeah yeah you can dock this and put it on a monitor and whatever but like will that even run at 1080p probably not this seems more designed mm. to run at the the much smaller resolution screen, especially if you're playing modern games like Jedi Fallen Order or, or Control, like mm. they advertise on this. Um, and then it's also quite expensive. Like it starts at $400 for the 64 gig version. And I would super not recommend that because it uses a form of memory called eMMC, which is super slow. Um yeah, if you can avoid that, just avoid it. And then the the two options above mm. above that, the two fifty six okay. gigabyte and five twelve gigabyte versions come with NVMe SSDs, but those go for five hundred and thirty dollars and six hundred and fifty dollars respectively. That's a lot of fucking yeah. money um, for a device that. <laughs> I mean, it's just a little bit of money, you know. It's I just mean, a... <laughs> you 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 it's one hundred and fifty dollars more than your next gen consoles. Um, yeah. No, wait, hold on. They're $500, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, okay. you know, you're right. So, the 650 is it's more expensive than Xbox <sighs> Series X or PS5. And it's like, yeah, you can play your Steam games on the go. That's cool. But, like, I'm, I'm like, just puzzled as to who this is for. Like, I think we were saying before the show, uh, st- before we started recording, both of us would buy this. I will buy this. Like, if we yeah. could, because it's, it's not available in South Africa. Like, all Steam hardware. Um, hmm. I, I would definitely buy this because it seems like a cool platform. I have a lot of Steam games that make use of this. Um, and I could see instances where I want to play a game that is maybe not on Switch or is better suited on this device, you know? Yeah. But the Switch, it, you know, people will immediately want to compare this to the Switch. And I think that does the Steam Deck a disservice because it will never compete with the Switch. The Switch... Hmm has your Nintendo exclusives. It is a platform that just works. So users mm. don't need to worry about, will this game run on Linux or will I have to install Windows, you know, stuff like that. Mm. And then on top of it, the Switch has games that are optimized for that hardware. This is running PC exactly. games that are, PC games are optimized for a range of hardware. There will be no Steam Deck mm. version of a game. Um, yeah. This to me is for people who have an existing large Steam library and already used to the idiosyncrasies of fucking around with PC gaming, which is yeah. a 50% fun <laughs> and 50% frustrating experience, you know? 
Yeah. Um, it is a, a tinkerer's toy in that regard. Uh, so yeah, I, I think go, if you go in with those expectations, you'll probably enjoy it. You'll be like, this is a thing that will not run games nearly as well as my PC in my bedroom, but hey, I can play this but thing But I can bed. take them anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Look, I mean, ex- just exactly what you said. It's a thing of I'd love to have one, but I do not need one. Like, yeah, 100%. Even, I think it's it might be, even just thinking about the target market, like maybe people who just don't have PCs, like, cool, this is a, you know, a, it's it's for all intents and purposes a pc console that you Mm. can buy dock for your tv if you want to you know have it in your lounge whatever but like you said those same people are maybe not versed in you know actual pc shenanigans where you know you might have to jump into the settings to tweak around to get the best performance you know Mm -hmm. or you might i know some friends of mine for example like visual snobs they'll maybe pick this up for example go oh man this is awesome but i can only run things on low to medium like yeah i think i think if if you're hooking this up to an external display like i think if you're thinking of playing games at anything above 1080p and 30 frames per second you're gonna Mm. be very shocked especially i mean they're advertising this i mean we're looking now jedi fallen order i do not expect a portable to run that extremely well um and it's why a lot of triple a games on on the switch even you know like control on the switch is a streaming title so, mm. you know, these are games that test full-on desktops. Uh, you, you can't expect a portable thing to run to this really magically, well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm curious to see, to see this in the wild. I think new hardware is always fun. Um, so yeah. Also, this thing is huge. I was it's writing, massive. I was writing up specs for this yesterday um, on GameSpot. And the thing that jumped out at me, firstly, was the weight. So... The Nintendo Switch is about 300 grams. This is mm-hmm. 660, so it's more than double the weight. <laughs> Holy shit, that is it's heavy. Half, it's more than half a kilogram, okay? That's, that's a lot. Kiss your wrists goodbye. Holy hell. Also, the thickness. The thickness of the Switch. It's very thick. The thickness of the Switch is 14 millimeters. This is 49. It is so yep. thick. It's yeah, but it's 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 because of those hand grips at the back. It's like it's also true. It's I far think, more ergonomic. Yeah, but yeah. no, no. So yeah, yeah. You like it's more ergonomic, but the trade-off is that it's a lot thicker. Like you can't just. Mm. Sl- I mean, look, it's not, it's like that thick. But compared to the switch, it's going to be a lot harder to slip this into a backpack. Yeah, for arguments. Sake. Although to be fair, um, IGN has had they have a video where they went hands-on with this, and both mm-hmm. editors that tried it out both said. They found it surprisingly comfortable. They both okay. wrote that they were taken aback by its size, um, mm. but that they found it comfortable. But then again, I recall previews of the Nintendo Switch saying it was comfortable. And then when people played it for it's... more than 30 minutes at a preview event, they realized that, oh, wait, this actually fucks up my wrists if I play for like <laughs> an hour. So... Take it with a grain of salt. Preview events are preview events because they're limited. They can only give you so much of the picture. Um, Um, But yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm excited to see how it does. Like, mm. I can't say I'm going to pick one up. Um, Oh, well, it would be be very hard for us to pick one up. For us to pick one up in South Africa, yeah. But I'd be curious to know, because like I hear you, you can't optimize, you know, it's it's Steam Deck. There's going to be different operating systems, different settings, that sort of thing. I would be curious to know that wouldn't it be interesting if Steam, for example, so they've got the requirements 
um, mm. on their page. I wonder if they would include some sort of Steam Deck section that you know maybe that would be smart. That would be you smart, know like like, like a recommended like set or even yeah, just like, like this is what you should run the game at. This is how you should run it. Yeah. yeah. Like may, or maybe even I don't know if the developers could have it that you launch a game it knows oh it's on a Steam Deck will default to this pre pre setup. Mm. A list of settings because we've tested and this is the most optimized way to run this. I game think that would be a great idea. Like, like that, that makes sense to me. Yeah. So in that regard, I'm like, that seems kind of cool. Because even then, maybe maybe some devs will try optimize for this specifically. But is it worth their time? Like I don't know. Yeah, you see, see that that that's the trade off. Like you know, I mean, I don't think it's much more work to 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 have like a selection of settings that is like this is what we think will give you the best performance on steam deck mm. i don't think unless this thing blows up in a way that we're not expecting i don't think mm. pc devs will optimize specifically for this they'll just be like given the hardware we ran it at the, these settings and we think these are the best you know the best yeah. experience you'll have you know i mean this is yeah. why this is why consoles exist Consoles exist because of the low barrier to to entry. It's like you pop in yeah. a game, it works. And even that has become a bit more complicated lately with fidelity and resolution modes. And then, you know, you have your HDR and high frame rates. And it feels like console gaming has turned like a corner on that sort of thing. But mm. it's still plug and play. And barring yeah. any catastrophes, when you put in a game on a console, it works to a certain degree at a certain level exactly and yeah. that is super not the case on pc it never is never yeah. will and that is why pc games i love playing on pc but i understand mm. the mission that you have to go through sometimes to, exactly. to get a game running correctly so yeah i mean but even even just last thing on this just for comparison's sake we all know that the teraflops don't mean anything in the grand scheme of things but it's interesting just for comparison purposes that this they say it's 1.6 teraflops, mm-hmm. whereas the Xbox Series X is 12, I mm-hmm. think, and the PS5 is 8 or 9. 10.8. This 1.6 is just just under the teraflops of the original PlayStation 4. Yeah. So <laughs> That should give you an idea. Take like, from that what you will. It is a mobile device. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Take from that what you will. Um, the good news is that it is AMD, so it will uh, support AMD's like FSR, which is like their scaling resolution that is meant to um, compete with NVIDIA's DLSS. But I mean, right now, FSR is kind of like shit, uh, but it Better will get definitely there. get better yeah. and that will probably give some life to this thing. But yeah, just, I mean, keep expectations in check. Understand what mm. you're buying into. Um and I think, you know, Nintendo gets away with a lot of this stuff because, like, they have an underpowered console, yeah, but they have exclusive games that run extremely well on that hardware. On their underpowered. So no one yeah. gives a shit. Like, <laughs> exactly. if the Zelda runs good or the Pokemon runs good or the Mario runs good, like, who cares how many teraflops that thing is putting out? Mm. Yeah. There we go. Um. Okay. What should we, should we just fly through all the delays that have happened yeah it's like week. three so, delays that all happened this week um so r- rainbow six extraction goodbye gone to yeah. january 2022 so that is if you're unfamiliar it's the 
see sort of like spin-off game for Rainbow Six, um, where it's I think it's team of four or three, I'm not sure, fighting like mm-hmm. an alien infection. Yeah. Seems like we're getting lots of these Left 4 Dead style games um suddenly. Mm, it's like got, a resurgence of them. Yeah. We've got Back for Blood coming, we've got um the Alien Fire Team one and we've got Extraction. Mm. So yeah. Uh well, it was meant to come out I think in November. Now it's January twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Um Hard on Hills, Resident Evil Reverse just delayed to twenty twenty two. So now this yeah. one is I find the most interesting because this was meant to launch with Village. Yeah, May. which is crazy. Um, and I, I don't know if this delay is. A Wait, did, didn't Village to... launch in April? No, it was May. Oh, God. I need to update an article. Was it April? I don't know. <laughs> no, I it, don't says, know. it says May, yeah. And I'm like, whoops, did I fuck up? Yeah, I think it was May. Oh, well. Um, oh, well. But for those of you who don't know, again, this is a multiplayer. It, for all intents and purposes, a very silly looking, about fun looking multiplayer shooter thing. Mm. <laughs> that pulls that from is like, to ca- you got characters from the whole series of games coming mm. in. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm keen I to try really, it. I re- yeah, no, I'm, keen, I'm keen to give it a go. I just, I think I've said this before, but that art style rubs me the wrong way. I really hate it's, it. It's a weird art I style. I really don't like it. Yeah. Um, um well maybe we'll get back to delays there, there, there's a, a there's a really iconic screenshot from this game where it's like i think jill valentine aiming a gun at um leon kennedy while behind her jack baker's about to hit her with a spade and then just off to the side you've got one of those like bipedal um is it this image the, no 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 not this image it's it's like an in-game image but there's like what uh, are those bipedal <laughs> things you find in the sewers of remake 2 you know those things. Uh, and it's yeah, just, the, it's just it's like, like chilling this, there. It's like a toad or whatever the hell it is. Like and you're just giant. like, what is going on in the screenshot? There's so much to unpack here. It's it's really funny. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but just sticking on Resident Evil quickly, turns out that that, that pirated copy of Resident Evil 8 that uh, people are playing, it, it runs better than mm. the original. <laughs> than I mean, the, this, again, this just comes back to PC gaming. It's like... Mm-hmm. We PC games have DRM that actually tanks performance, and this is a fairly normal thing that has happened for many years. Um, but Village seems to be a completely new degree of fuckery when it comes to this. Um, yeah. yeah, Digital Digital Foundry did a whole a whole video on this, and they found like the game was like running at you know high frame rates, but always with micro stutters. To the mm. point where it would drop from like 120 frames per second to 30 um, mm. during some intervals, which is horrible. Like you're playing a first-person shooter, even though it's a much slower one, like those. And then, but yeah, the the cracked yeah. version doesn't have those issues. So, yeah, I think even even just the fact like if you've never experienced micro stutters, it's one thing to be like, oh, you know, don't bitch about it. You still have like 30 FPS, but mm. when you go from super high frames to slower frames back and forth it is Mm-mm. the most it is infuriating the thing the ever. absolute worst it it sucks yeah um in incorrect frame pacing really really fucking sucks it's mm. part of the reason why people desperately want a patch for bloodborne because that is part of the you know it's one of the biggest issues with that speaking of bloodborne we should play bloodborne again mm. Wait, what is the biggest issue with Bloodborne? Uh, just frame, the frame pacing. Frame yeah, the frame pacing. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. The f- well, it's 
I mean, I've told this story before, but I, I went from the Demon Souls remake on PS5 straight into Bloodborne. And let me tell you, that was a real jarring experience because that mm -hmm. was like, oh, this game's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and, and it runs it's not, way worse. It's not mm -hmm. ugly at all, but just making that jump, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And the 30 frames, I was like, damn. This, yeah. This game it's would be not fantastic. pure magic at 60 FPS. Oh, I just, I um, wish, man. You're right, though. We should replay Bloodborne. Going back to delays, Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah. I'm, to early th this seemed inevitable because it's like we haven't seen much of this game uh, since the PlayStation 5 reveal. Like, we've seen so much of Deathloop. Um, mm. and, you I've know, seen too much of Deathloop. Yeah, no, we've like seen way, way too, too much, much of Deathloop. Um, but Tango Gameworks, also Bethesda Studios, so also now Microsoft Studio, um, they really hadn't shown Ghostwire Tokyo since last year, June. Mm -hmm. And they kept clinging on to this 2021 release date, and it just seemed like that was not going to happen. So, mm -hmm. yeah, th this makes sense. I'm not too surprised or sad about this. This game still looks weird as fuck, and I'm here for it. It's just... <laughs> I couldn't believe when they showed off the trailer that it was like a first-person action game. Like, it it was not how yeah, I thought it would be. Um, exactly, yeah. But it's like first person uh, throwing out magic and shit at demons in Japan. Like, hell yeah. Look, look at this. Bam. This looks great. Take my money. <laughs> yeah, it looks awesome. I'm stoked for this. So yep, that's That's know. been delayed. It's another one of those weird ones that's coming to PS5 and PC exclusively first, even though it is now technically a Microsoft studio. So weird. So that, uh, that I assume, just pushes out the re re release date for Xbox for like yeah. a year as well. By about a year. Because <laughs> as far as I know, the Deathloop exclusivity <laughs> is a year long. So I would assume the yeah. same deal applies here. I would imagine like Microsoft is trying everything they can to turn around those contract deals. This, yeah. But I'm sure, you know, contracts are contracts, so it's hard. But I, I, best can't, I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine they don't have lawyers <laughs> looking for ways to to get past this because like loopholes. They don't stuff. want this. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, they're yeah. still making the money from it because they own the studio. But they'd want it on their consoles as well. Exactly. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, so those are delays. Uh, do you want to talk about this uh, Nickelodeon Smash Brothers game? This thing. This. So, for all intents and purposes, Nickelodeon. Looked, looked at Smash and thought, shit, that looks like fun. We have a huge roster of iconic characters. Why don't we just do exactly the same? <laughs> like, I love that they managed to get Brawl and All-Stars into the name. So it's like Smash yes. Smash Brothers Brawl and PlayStation All-Stars. Exactly. Like, oh, God. So if, if you're watching the trailer, you'll recognize a lot of these characters, which you probably just recognize from your childhood or slash adulthood i mean we've got the teenage mutant ninja turtles we've got patrick star we've got spongebob we've got <gasps> ah real monsters obelina real monsters there we go we've got what's his face nigel thornberry and it looks exactly like smash it honestly like even smash. when there's a part when a character gets hit off the stage it's got like the exact same explosion so yeah. i'm like okay the smoke trail yeah it's so i wonder like wow. we've only got this gameplay with no UI or anything, <gasps> but I do. They wonder... have the dinosaur from Rugrats. That's amazing. <laughs> exactly. This is like pure nostalgia. You don't care yeah. about the game. You just want to be like <gasps> Invader Invader Zim. Zim. What? Yep. Oh, uh, oh, Danny Phantom. <laughs> okay, fuck. I need to play this. You game. see, now, now you, now you are where I am. Where I was yesterday. I was like, damn, I want to play this. Yo, looks, there's some. Th looks this real is a good. this is a banging roster. This is real good. Exactly. I like this a lot. But I, I do wonder in terms of gameplay, 
you know, smashes the whole formula of there's a percentage, you know, damage percentage, and the higher the percentage is, the more likely you are to be hit off the map. Mm. Now, what is their spin on that? Or are they just going to straight up? I, I run genuinely with that? I think don't know. it's just going <laughs> to run with the same thing. Because just looking at the gameplay, I mean, you've got the smoke trails, like you said. Exactly. I, it looks um, and, identical. And the, the PlayStation, also, uh, what is that game even called? Was it just playstation all-stars i think it was playstation all-stars battle royale or something like that playstation so, all-stars royale something when that game was announced it's like oh my god it's sony's version of smash brothers let me tell you that game is not smash brothers it, it had mm. same perspective you know a huge roster of cool characters but in terms of me- like mechanically it just didn't hit it also just um, sucked <laughs> it really yeah it was, sucked. was not great um so i don't know nickelodeon one looks real cool so, fun fun story. The very first time I played a Smash Bros was with Matthew. This was early in my <gasps> Nintendo Kool-Aid days. Um, my God. I, I just I just acquired my own 3DS and did not understand oh, what Smash we... Brothers was. And I was at a Chinese restaurant with Matthew for Garth's what birthday. Were we for? I think it was Garth's birthday. Um, it's a good time, and we just played Smash there, and I was introduced mm-hmm. to the fuckery that is Kirby in Super Smash Bros. It's so good. Kirby's the best, man. <laughs> Absolutely fucking nonsense. Shit about my Kirby. <laughs> uh, what other news do we have? Nope. That is you. Not. You still had that that old green, like li- not green, like a metallic blue green 3ds. No, no, no. That wasn't mine. I've got the white one. I have the OG's uh, little one. The blue one, I think Garth has the blue one. Maybe I was playing on his then. I can't. Yeah, remember. maybe, maybe. I don't remember. Um, so this week, is it this coming week? EA play is mm, happening. July twenty second. You know, so Thursday. Month after E3, these dudes yeah. are doing their own thing. And apparently there's no Star Wars news or games being revealed at EA Play. A bit surprising. No, um No Jedi honest. Fallen Order 2. Yeah, that place. that's the one thing I thought of if there was going to be a Star Wars thing, it would be like a an acknowledgement because I think they've said that they're working on another one, but they haven't, you know, officially announced it. Um, mm. But I thought we'd see something. That game is definitely that. getting a sequel. Yeah, no, like, definitely. Yeah. I I don't think that's a question. But um, as the article points out here from IGN, uh, they could be reserving a lot of this news for Star Wars Celebration later this year, which would make mm. sense. So yeah. yeah. Is it what some Knights of the Old Republic? Question mark. Yeah, maybe? Ubisoft's also making a Star Wars game. Um, now that it's not just EA, um, in charge of that property, I think it's a lot more exciting uh, to have different mm. teams on there and stuff. So. Yeah, I want to see other people's spins on this universe. Mm. Though there's so much Star Wars now, it's it's very difficult to keep up. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm I'm kind of glad that the um. The movies are taking a break um, and that yeah. we're getting still some Star Wars stuff in terms of the series, like The Mandalorian is really fun. Um, mm. And The Bad Batch, which is like the Clone Wars spinoff, is quite fun too. Mm. So, yeah, we're still getting it here and there, but like it doesn't matter if we don't get a Star Wars game this year. That's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, play should be fun. Um, hopefully get to see that whatever that Dead Space thing is. Mm-hmm. Would be real funny the if there's no dead space there. That would be fucking hilarious. Well, do you, do you think that is it? So do you not think there's another surprise lined up? No, no I don't think so. I think I think they're going to use damn. the space to be like, hey, look at FIFA. Hey, look at Battlefield. Um, We've got Pele. Yeah. <laughs> we hide Pele again. For the fourth he joined, time. He joins us on Zoom. 
No, no, Pele, you then, muted, please. Pe- Pele, no, please. please. No, Pele, please now you turned off your camera. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last piece of news for this week, Persona is teasing seven announcements for its 25th anniversary. Hell That's yeah, let's go. Fucking hell yeah. Can you believe? 25th anniversary Persona. Who would have thunk? Are you getting um, a Persona 6? Ah. Uh, I would not be shocked if there is a announcement of six and then it doesn't come out forever because that is the mm. MO. Like five took years to eventually come out after being announced. So I I suspect we'll get a logo as is usual for <laughs> these sorts of things for Persona 6. The thing that I think most people want, again, no idea if it will happen, is a Persona 3 re-release or remake. That would be really uh, cool. For modern platforms, yeah. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Because, I mean, they put out um, Persona 4 Golden on PC fairly recently, and that was previously a Vita exclusive. Um, mm. And they didn't really do much to touch it up, but that game's still fantastic. So if mm. they do something similar for Persona 3 just to make it a bit more accessible, that'd be great. I don't know, seven yeah. games. There'll probably be another dancing game. Um <laughs> Maybe of maybe another maybe game. another arena fighter because they did have Persona 4 Arena, which was a fighter, so maybe that. So right. yeah. I can't we believe that this see. franchise is 25 years old. Yeah, it, it feels that's, like it only uh, like really hit the mainstream with Persona 5, to be honest. Like mm. it's always been there, but the fact that everyone knows what a persona is now was definitely not the yeah. case before five. Uh definitely. I mean, was it E3 or Gamescom you had? I think that is pre-Persona 5 days, there was like a whole booth with Persona mm. 5 and I was like, what is this? Why yeah. is everyone swarming around this, <laughs> this oh, exhibition? E- even yeah. me, I remember seeing Persona 5 for the first time being like, what the fuck is this? Like, this looks ridiculous and and that's what like spurred me on to give Persona 4 a try and then I fell in love with that game. And now look at you. Yeah, now I, l- I love Persona, Persona 5, 5 as well. So yeah. <laughs> Real Kool-Aid yeah, man think- right here think that is all of the news for this week we've got some hardware delays no star wars persona and a smash ripple yeah. <laughs> which might be good we'll have to see maybe they'll announce uh, persona 5 for switch that'd be cool that would be very cool because then maybe i'll actually play it Perso- put persona collection on switch because persona 4 <gasps> can run on switch Persona 3 oh could run God. on Switch. That's too, that's too many hundreds of hours of games. <laughs> that is a lot of games. That is a lot of Can't do it. Yeah. Good Lord. Um, Shall we get to some questions? questions? If you want to send us questions, you can email us, checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. That is checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. I have to articulate more now because I don't know how fucked up my speech o- is. Currently. Articulate. You sound fun to me. I've not noticed yeah, any but difference. you're a nice person. You wouldn't tell me otherwise, so. I would <laughs> tell you, sound like a fool. <laughs> you don't. Um, um, you can also have... find us on our social platforms at Checkpoint Chat on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of those. Yeah. All of the what places. What have we got this week? Okay, let's start with with poor, poor Keegan, who asked a question like three weeks ago. Best I forgot about bash. it. And I, <gasps> I just Matthew. kept forgetting about it. I'm the worst, I know. So he asks, what were your dress outcomes for the war market chapters? I had Tifa in the silver, Aerith in the red, and Aerith's friend in blue-black. <laughs> so I didn't know that you could get different options. 
there's a trophy tied to that. Oh, you fuck get that. a trophy for unlocking all three dresses for each character, which involves you just jump. It, look, it's admin, uh, but you, you can you do a chapter select. You can just do chapter select and go do stuff. So, okay, so the way so, it works. So right, run me through the the options because now I actually don't know which I had. So I know I had the best options for each because the way it works is you get a dress i mean this is the most obscure thing but the dress you get is determined on the number of side quests you've done oh, um i did all throughout them, so yeah so if if you did all of like um Aerith's side quests if you did all of tifa's side quests in one of the early chapters and then there's another chapter that has more if you've done all of them you'll get the you know inverted commas best dresses so let me let me look it up quickly but i mean we both got the best in our take because we did you know, all, all of the side quests. Yeah, so my Aerith was red. Um, yes, same. My Aerith friend was black and blue. I also um, had black and blue. Tifa was... See, I can't remember Tifa. I Hang actually on, can't let me, remember let me pull this you, up for you. Was it like a blue-purple or something? Let's mm. see. Yes, that's what Tifa had. Yeah. This is one. I think I also had this one. That dark blue. Okay, T so Tifa this. definitely did not have those for me. She looks like yeah, Chun Li so, in the other one. <laughs> yeah, the hairstyle like that. Yeah. So if I'm not mistaken, I think this was also what she had in the original. Mm -hmm. uh, Aerith had the red dress in the original as well. And yeah, Cloud she, had. But all all of the stuff. all of those three red dresses look okay. No wait, the, those top no, two look they, more pink. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so she, this she one's had the red funny. Dress. You get this one. It's like a very old school. It almost looks like antique dress if you don't do any of his side quests mm -hmm. and then people make comments like what's right what's up with your your dress <laughs> <laughs> yes when, um, when i was walking through the city with Aerith, everyone was just gawking at Aerith. it was crazy yeah <laughs> i mean so i think we character. we all got the the best so yeah, red and then on cloud i had oh one, wow that blue. that purple one is amazing love that this one <laughs> absolutely love that yeah, I got the I got Amazing. the black and blue. Um, yeah, so we we had the same. I think my favorite part of that is like as soon as Cloud gets tricked into dressing like that, you have this very small segment where you play as Aerith, and you're walking up to mm. Cloud and just like, "Hey, Cloud," and he just walks away from you. It's so I, I love funny. that they put that in. <laughs> it's so funny. Completely unnecessary, but so good. Yeah, completely unnecessary, but just fucking hilarious. Yeah, real good. So. Keegan said he had Tifa in the silver, which means he must have missed something. He, miss, he must have missed the side quest. I don't know. Listen, I, I think so, I missed stuff because, like, I know there's a trophy tied to getting a Chocobo and Moogle summon, and I never got that Moogle summon. I wonder, I can't remember where you get it from, but yeah, there was no one else to one fight day. from creepy um material it boy, might be so. tied to there's one section in the the slums where you know it's like a breakaway area where the kids are hanging out oh the hideout yeah yeah isn't there i think there's a kid dressed uh, as a moogle but i don't know if it's tied maybe, to that i, I could be wrong buy it i could be wrong for moogle medals. maybe hmm. i don't know that would make um, sense because you buy everything moogle associated from that kid from that person yeah this is funny because megs pops up and twitter says who's Eric's friend ah. spoiler it's cloud. <laughs> yeah, spoiler, it is cloud. Uh, so Megs asks, uh, are you guys interested in getting a Steam Deck? So we, are, we basically answered this earlier. Mm. I'd love to have one. 
but I have no intentions. No, no I have no intent intention of paying a premium to no import it. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, if it was and available like, locally, I'd consider it, maybe. If I didn't have a cool PC, you know, maybe. But mm. look, I think the most lucrative thing of, of the Switch, um, the Switch, the Steam Deck for me is the fact that I can buy it and have my entire library there. And I know games are cheap if they're on sale like that's really cool just um, imagine how expensive that thing would be locally the 300 dollars <laughs> switch is eight thousand around here no thank you that's not the the ps5 and xbox which we've said the Are top of the range 500 dollars 12, 12, 12 grand so how your you 650 dollar you're looking at like probably 14 or 15 if not more if if not more yeah, yeah. that's that's a Scary. lot of money that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. That would definitely make me triple, quadruple guess that. <laughs> Especially when, so like you said, it is a not a need, not even close to being a yeah. need. Yeah. Even look, even the Nintendo OLED, I'm like, I'd love to have one. Yeah. But I cannot justify buying I one. Can't, like, no. I, I, there's no need I, to. And, and, so. Unless I find like a wicked price, like selling mm. my original Switch or something, like, there's no reason. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. No reason. Okay, Migs, so this isn't, although, wait, is this a question? So he says, so I took your recommendation to watch The Office USA. Ah. First season, cringe, look away. Yeah, the first season Sec sucks. <laughs> first season really sucks. Second season, hand wavy. Huh. Third season, stopped after three episodes. <laughs> I just didn't like it much, maybe because I never worked for such an environment, or I've never worked in such an environment, so I can't relate. For sitcom reference, I like Scrubs. So The Office hmm. is one of those shows where I acknowledge that it's not for everyone. Like I know mm. some people watch it and think it's like just dumb. It's yeah, Shani hates stupid. it. She thinks it's um, so dumb. Oh, can't. Okay, <laughs> end this. <laughs> but let me tell you, The Office is one of those things where, like, so, I mean, Migs watched your season three, so I can't say like give it time because you've clearly mm -mm, given nah, it time. No, no. If if you but didn't like the second season, yeah, by then you you're out. It's you one know. of those things that if it clicks, it is like one of the funniest shows. Like, yeah, I think Lenska and I, we we for the first time ever, we watched every season. Um, because I watched the first three seasons a few years ago and just never finished it, so she had never seen it. So we we started watching it and we just inhaled all the seasons and. We laughed so hard. More, more the fact that like it's funny, yes, but more the fact that Michael just says the most like it's so ridiculous. You, you, you yeah. gasp. You're like, I can't believe he said that. Yeah, like, that's where I got the enjoyment from. Um, even even today, and, like it, it's like at the time, it was a very different time as well. And even then, it was like, yeah. wow, who you said that? And today, <laughs> by today's context, you're like, holy fucking shit! How did like, this get written? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's also it's, it's, it's got these moments of just wholesomeness, like. Mm. I'm pretty sure anyone who's watched it will tell you Jim and Pam have like an incredible arc oh, yeah. throughout the it's entire series. It's a good relationship, so, yeah. Yeah. You, you should get on that uh, Parks and Rec. Um, mm. If you enjoyed The Office, it's very much the same. Uh, it's done by the same people. So mm. very similar, similar vibes, in ways, yeah. but it's it's also very funny. Amy Palmer mm. is just incredible. Love her. Mm. And then last question from Megs. He asks, what is your preferred hot or cold chocolate powder drink is it nesquik milo generic hot chocolate bar one or something that i've not mentioned here uh, bar one they make a bar one yeah, they, may, they must they must be like a bar one sachet i've never or seen that 
I'd love to try. It must be packed with I've sugar, seen it, but I'll I've give it a try. I've seen a Cadbury's one, which I think is maybe imported. I don't know, but yeah. I've never seen a bar one. Interesting. Mm. I'd try that. My, um, my guilty pleasure is um, the, there's like a Nestle cappuccino sachets. Mm. They come in like so many different forms now, but my favorite is the unsweetened just cappuccino. It's just a sachet and it, it just tastes real good. I mean, it's it, it'll never be a proper coffee replacement mm. but it's like a guilty pleasure yeah i enjoy. mean it's it's much easier than buying a cappuccino machine and making your cappuccino mm-hmm. yeah um, also costs like five or six rand a sachet yeah, depending on cheap. <laughs> a lot cheaper I, than buying pods i really don't like the um what what mix calls like the og hot chocolate that comes in like the the red uh container oh, yeah? that you mix with water like I think hot chocolate water sucks. Like, I really hate it. <laughs> and they used to give you, it to us at to make, school a lot. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I'd just be like sad, you know, because it's just like mm. watery chocolate. I don't like it. I like, uh, okay. So if you're making Milo, I, I quite like Milo. That needs like half water, half milk. So you get that creaminess, yeah. you know, it's good. But for me, nothing beats Nesquik. Like, cold Nesquik is one of the best drinks on this oh, earth and it's as a hot chocolate delicious as well love it mm. um i have not had nesquik in a long time because i was made aware of how much sugar is in there and it is terrifying packed. Um, <laughs> it's but packed as a kid sugar. i used to inhale that fucking stuff uh, mm. there was always nesquik at my house and you know i know we're talking about hot drinks and yes i would have hot drinks in in, win- in winter but a cold glass of nesquik Oof. That that hits tough any time to beat. Of the year. Tough to beat. Yeah. Good lord. Horlicks is actually pretty good as well, even though that's not like yeah. A Horlicks has also been around for a long time. It's very warm. It it makes me feel happy inside. I've had a Horlicks <laughs> milkshake before, and that's real fucking good. I've never had. Oh, have I? I'm sure I've had that actually. Who knows? Milo is. I think Milo edges out Nesquik as a hot drink, though. Milo. There are it's monsters it. who will tell you that Milo can be drunk in cold milk. They are wrong. It does not dissolve. See, yeah, it doesn't dissolve properly. Um, unless you, so, you could have the little carton of Milo, which is like oh, that's you know, fine. Yeah, that's Milo. fine. Yeah. But like, but like on on the actual tin, it's like oh, you can have this cold milk. They're lying to you. Mm. They're straight up. They've lying also to changed you. the Milo formula. I have in recent years. I haven't had it in yeah, a long like time. My my friend Quinton, who you also know, is like a big Milo fan. Mm-hmm. Big Milo advocate, and he's like, Mm-mm, "This new Milo oh, is just no. not, not cutting it." They've, do, they've done the new Coke thing to Milo. Fuck. They've done something, yeah. Fuck. Um, hate but to yeah, see it. That's that's the hot drinks. <laughs> you hate to see it. Did you did you see the picture I put up on our Instagram story? No. Let's see if I can get this here. Oh, not that. Oh, is that Luna and Lupin? Oh, look at this. <laughs> that is amazing. It's like, give us your questions. Is that Luna? It looks <laughs> like Luna. Luna. <clears throat> um, so we have two questions from Cello. He says, oh, number one, give me that Formula One prediction and what oh, will happen in sake. sprint race if oh, this God. is recorded on Saturday. I don't know. So what is man. a sprint race? Uh, okay, so in Formula Two, they used to they they have for a very long time had this thing where <clears throat> they have qualifying on a Friday. And then they have what they call sprint qualifying or a sprint race uh, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So um, essentially, the the qualifying determines your starting position for the sprint race. And then 
the top 10 finishes in the sprint race get reversed for the feature race on Sunday. The actual race. Or, okay. or something like At one point, the grid gets reversed. I can't remember where it mm. is. Um, and you get fewer points. The sprint race is a shorter race. You get fewer points. But it's just like an additional race on the weekend and makes the qualifying for the main race a bit more dynamic. Um, so they're trying that for Formula 1, albeit without any of the grid swapping. So... Yeah, yes. I was just gonna say, is, isn't there isn't there like strategy and then like not doing so well straight in the sprint up. race to straight get straight up? There is, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so they're not doing that. They 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 trialing this in Formula One. So this is the first time they're doing it. Um, so they had qualifying yesterday, and that determined the grid for the sprint race today, and then the finishing order for the race today determines the grid for tomorrow. So you have mm. unknowns, like say one of the front runners crashes. In the race, mm. they'll start at the back for the main race. You know, that's something that would yeah. never happen really with qualifying. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um, Hamilton qualified first yesterday, which was a big shock, um, but it was such an exciting qualifying session. So, I don't know. I think I think for the sprint race, we're going to see Hamilton, Verstappen. Um, Hamilton, Verstappen. Norris, and then for the main race, sure. also Hamilton, also Verstappen, and probably Bottas. Sure. This little wild card in the side there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Hamilton's got this weekend in the bag. He just looks so strong. So we'll see. He's been we hitting the gym. See. <laughs> and then last question this week. Besides Sandy being scared of facing me in track mania, <sighs> what other fears do you have? Wow, what the fuck? <laughs> this guy. What phobia do you have? Is it a chillophobia? I have, I have <laughs> a phobia on? of considering cello a friend. Wow, amazing. I'm not scared. Um, I was just I mean, busy. I have work. It made me sad. I did <laughs> I did watch some of the uh, the highlights of your Trackmania shenanigans. It looked fun. Oh I mean, God. It's, you, it's had to, you had fun. to have, uh, you know, I felt bad that on your team, you guys had to carry cello. The whole time. Um, it's true. Yeah. It's true. I was Hate MVP all it. the time. Hate to see it. <laughs> I'm checking. Uh, uh, but yeah, I do want to play that. Too. It looks real fun. What fears do I have? Spiders. I do not like spiders. I have yeah. a big fear Look, of spiders. I, I don't think I have a... When I think of a fear, I don't think I have like arachnophobia. I don't tense up or oh, start sweating profusely mm-hmm. if I see a spider. But I do not like spiders. <laughs> I'm just like... God damn it, they're ugly. Get away from me. I, you, you've got a straight up fear. Yeah, I, I But had you, a, you have you have a reason for you being scared of spiders. Like you have an actual horror story. Well, <laughs> no, I, yeah. So I was always scared of them. I'd never never really liked them. But yeah, like when I was yeah, thirteen, but, I went white river rafting for my birthday. Real fun. Should do that again. Uh mm-hmm. my dad thought it'd be real funny to push my mum and I on our raft uh off to a different path of the ravine, which in hindsight seems fairly fucking dangerous. Um <laughs> considering he had no idea Thanks, what Dad. was down that yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we got we got stuck um in some like river reeds uh that obviously then we needed to push open with like the oars because otherwise the boat wasn't moving. Mm. Hmm. So as soon as we started doing that, um, tons of spiders started falling on us, on the boat, everywhere. And uh, they were crawling all over us. And 
I don't remember much. All I remember is freezing and my mom telling me that I needed to help because she couldn't do it alone. And then she kind of realized what happened and I legitimately did not move for a couple Shit. of minutes after that. Real fucking terror. I've never, it, it was one of those moments where I was completely cognizant of what was happening, but I could not move. But you just like couldn't my, move. My yeah. body was straight up in a, in a flight situation and was not receiving mm. messages from my brain. Um, it just went like, into please. a fetal <laughs> position mode. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Super not fun. So listen, if I, if I see ravine. a baby spider on the wall at home, like I'm not going to run out of the room. I will just be very aware of it and I do not mm. want it to come near me or disappear or, yeah. That's my thing. Just stay in sight. You know, the mm. moment it disappears, I'm like, hang on. Mm-mm. Where did you go? <laughs> Where did you and, go? And big spiders freak me out. Like those big fleshy rain spiders. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. As soon as they start you, moving. Uh-uh. Mm, it's it's something about the way they move that I don't like. They just... There's, oh, there's some I mean, psychology yeah. behind it. Um, I read an interesting article because uh, my mom is petrified. Like petrified of snakes. Oh, really? Um, oh, of snakes, yeah. Of snakes, yeah. So I read up on some studies that were done. I can't remember which university it was at. But a lot of the fear of... Um, I don't know what the phobia is for snakes. Um, but basically, Snakephobia. Yeah, snakephobia, <laughs> python phobia. Uh, a lot of the fear comes through the bra- our brain's inability to understand how they generate momentum and movement. movement. Yeah. So because we don't understand it, our brain goes into a fight or flight mechanism and that translates into fear. Because as yeah. soon as we can't understand or explain something, we fear it. And that trans goes, I'm panicking. Exactly. That's exactly it. And that is the same as spiders because we find the movement of the eight legs confusing, I guess. Our brain's yeah. like, I understand how a spider moves, but the brain is just like, uh-uh, you know. What's but that, that makes here? sense. The fear of the unknown, that it makes perfect yeah. sense. So, But uh, there's a, just in terms of movement, there's another interesting nuggets of information that my father-in-law told me is that if you ever notice that dogs can sometimes be weirdly aggressive to children mm. it's because of the way they move they're unpredictable ah uh, which yeah, that makes sense which makes the dogs like on edge because i mean as an adult you're like walk in a straight line for example just do whatever with kids can be you know unbalanced <laughs> just or fucking doing whatever kids walking the kids to the wall do. what is it doing <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and that apparently is why dogs can sometimes, even though it, it could be like the calmest dog, they can sometimes be aggressive to children because they're like, what yeah, they, are you doing? they don't know what, what they're <laughs> doing. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I completely, uh, and also some parents are fucking stupid and I hate it. They, they have a baby and they're like, oh, the baby's pulling on the dog's ears. Don't let the fucking baby do don't that. Do that. <laughs> the dog is a dog. It doesn't understand that this, the, the baby's being cute. It's going to, like, if, yeah, if, if it gets hurt yeah. or, like, has space issues, it's going to murder this baby. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. What are you afraid of? Yeah. I don't think we got to that. Was it just spiders uh, as well? I don't have, I don't have, yeah, look, I don't like spiders, but I don't have any, I don't have any hardcore fears. Um, like, there's nothing that comes to mind where I go, oh, I'm, I'm scared of, you know, enclosed spaces or I'm claustrophobic well claustrophobic or I've got fear of heart and like I don't have anything like that mm-hmm. I don't think um I do have things I don't like but I, it's not you know an actual fear like I don't like spiders but mm-hmm. I don't consider myself arachnophobic because I'm not gonna like you said run out of a room if I see one it's just like oh 
Mm-hmm. That just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 don't like I, I don't. I don't. I'm not in a good space like right now. Yeah. Do you do I you remember? It. I mean, I'm sure everyone went through this, but like as a kid, just being afraid of the dark. Like, I don't. Oh yeah. 100%. I don't recall the moment in my life where that just like clicked over, and I like. Mm. Like it's not something I played Resident Evil One when I was far too young to play Resident Evil One. Big same. And that shit terrified me. Mm. Big it's same. Like, I don't want to go to bed. It's dark. <laughs> I rem- I, I remember yeah. not owning a PS One, and I played at a friend a friend of mine um, named Dylan. He had a PS One, and we played that, you know, typical children shit, playing it in the dark in the middle mm. of the night. Bad times. Rookie not, mistake. Not great. <laughs> not great at all. Yeah, but that's it. That is all of the questions for this week. Yeah, if you want to send us questions, you can also email us, checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on all our social media platforms, at Checkpoint Chat on Twitter, on Facebook, on TikTok, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Ask us questions anytime. Absolutely anytime. All of the things. Anytime. All of the things. And any of the questions. It's fine. And any of the we'll questions, take them. too. We'll field all of them. Uh, and that's been episode um, 152 of Checkpoint Chat. We, we're in this thing again where we're making very long episodes again. We did this for a while and then know, we like rendered in. I, know, I don't know what's going on. We need to stop. <laughs> it's because we spoke about Final Fantasy VII again. Oh my God, yeah. Lupin's falling off my lap. <laughs> Lupin's like, ah, no. <laughs> he was. He's like completely passed out. He was just sliding off. You were, you were Scar like, oh. and he was Mufasa. You just fucking murdered him. <laughs> I saved him though. Holy shit. Yes, he was out. Um, yeah, that's episode one fifty two. It's very long. Apologies Has for been that. Very but long. We but, appreciate uh, it if you've made it this far. Yes, as always. If you listen in any capacity on any platform, on YouTube, on Spotify, on iTunes, on what Google Podcast, Podcast Stitcher, wherever, all of the places, we appreciate you, and we'd appreciate mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. give us a like and a subscribe and a comment. It helps. It helps us reach those does, new people, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, thank you We'd so like much. To. And as always, we'd like we'll... to meet new people. Oh, what? <laughs> we'd like to meet new people. You know, we always well, out to meet yeah, new people. You know, especially we've been in, <laughs> in our homes for so long. So I know. Come yeah. on, give us new listeners. Cool. We yeah, will be back as always next week. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Have a great week. Goodbye. No, you. Goodbye.